From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 12th of June, 2019. A pilot has been killed after a bad weather helicopter crash in Midtown Manhattan, New York on Monday. The National Transportation Safety Board investigators were trying to determine why the helicopter was flying in windy, rainy, foggy conditions and why it ventured into restricted airspace, and also why the pilot chose the roof of a 54-story Midtown building for his ill-fated landing. This according to the U.S. USA Today's report on the accident, the experienced pilot had radioed trouble regarding his craft shortly before the crash, but very little is known. A flight restriction has been in effect for the area since President Donald Trump took office, which bans aircraft from flying below 3,000 feet and within a one-mile radius of the Trump Tower. Even though the weather and visibility was very poor, the official cause of the crash is still under investigation. Amazon said on Tuesday it would end its U.S. restaurant food delivery service on June 24th, giving in to intense competition from Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber, and Postmates. If you didn't know that Amazon offered such a service, that might be why the decision was made. There's information from a Reuters report which also stated that Amazon Restaurants was launched in 2015 in Seattle, Washington, and was designed to give Prime members a way to order meals apart from products and groceries through the online retailer. The service was expanded to more than 20 U.S. cities and then to London, where the program ended in November. But this does not mean that Amazon is leaving the food delivery service. Reuters also reported that Amazon in May took stake in British online food delivery company Deliveroo, giving reason to believe that they might just be restructuring their offerings. The World War II comedic TV show Hogan's Heroes has gained world fame over the years, and its cast is one of the most memorable in TV history. But one of the actors, Robert Clary, who played LeBeau, the French prisoner of war, had an extremely unique background long before Hogan's Heroes. Born as Robert Max Weiderman, the 1st of March 1926 in Paris, France, he was the youngest of 14 children, and at the age of 12, he began a career singing professionally on French radio. But that, and his study of art at the Paris Drawing School, came to an abrupt end in 1942, when because of his Jewish ethnicity, he was deported to the Nazi concentration camp at Otmuth in Upper Silesia, now Poland. Branded as A5714, he was sent to Buchenwald concentration camp where he sang to an audience of SS soldiers every other Sunday, accompanied by an accordionist. In his words, singing and entertaining and being in kind of good health at my age, that's why I survived. I was very immature and young and not really fully realizing what situation I was involved with. I don't know if I would have survived if I really knew that. 
He has related his horrific experiences in the concentration camp, summarizing it this way. Sometimes I dream about those days. I wake up in a sweat, terrified for fear. I'm about to be sent away to a concentration camp. But I don't hold a grudge because that's a great waste of time. Yes, there's something dark in the human soul. For the most part, human beings are not very nice. That's why when you find those who are, you cherish them. On the 11th of April, 1945, Robert Clary was liberated from Buchenwald, but 12 other members of his immediate family were sent to the Auschwitz concentration camp. When he returned to Paris after World War II, he learned that three of his 13 siblings had not been taken away and had survived the Nazi occupation of France. However, he was the only survivor of those in his family who had been imprisoned. Clary returned to the entertainment business and began singing songs that not only became popular in France, but in the United States as well. Traveling to the U.S. in 1949, he performed a French-language comedy skit on The Ed Wynn Show, and also met Merv Griffin and Eddie Cantor. This eventually led to Clary meeting Cantor's daughter, Natalie Cantor Metzger, whom he married in 1965 after being the closest of friends for 15 years. In 1965, he was offered the role of the French Corporal LeBeau in the comedy Hogan's Heroes, a story about World War II prisoners of war and their escapades and war efforts right under the Nazis' noses. Robert Clary accepted the role, stating that the fictitious camp in the show, Stalag 13, is not a concentration camp, it's a prisoner of war camp, and that's a world of difference. He also said that although he did not want to diminish what soldiers went through during their internments, it was like night and day from what people endured in concentration camps. He remained close friends with other cast members whose lives had also been affected by the Holocaust as a result of the Jewish heritage, including Werner Klemperer, John Banner, and Leon Askin, who played Colonel Klink, Sergeant Schultz, and General Burkhalter, respectively, in Hogan's Heroes. In 2001, Robert Clary wrote an autobiography about his life and has also spent several years touring Canada and the United States speaking about the Holocaust. He is now a painter, painting from actual photographs that he has taken on his travels. Sometimes there is more background than meets the eye when you watch a show, and the lives of the actors aren't all scandal and gossip. Sometimes, like in the case of Robert Clary, the real-life story is far more dramatic than the character's story they portrayed in the films. What is evangelism? Many today, even believers, feel distanced from the word even put off, feeling that it means to step outside their comfort zone. Or perhaps they conjure up an awkward image of someone in a white shirt and a tie, maybe on a bicycle, and an awkward conversation ensuing. But as believers in Christ, in keeping with the Great Commission, our mandated evangelism of the Christian gospel is this. Teach others the gospel of Christ with the aim and end goal to convince the other party. We have to understand that while relief work, feeding the poor, or just loving our neighbor are all excellent pursuits, they are not synonymous with true Christian evangelism. We simply cannot evangelize without the gospel. And so if we are doing something we term as evangelism, but it does not explicitly include pointedly teaching the gospel of Christ with the express goal to persuade, it's not Christian evangelism. 
Now, it's also worth pointing out that bearing witness to the Savior is not synonymous with teaching the Gospel with the intent to persuade. Giving a testimony of salvation or God's work in our lives in front of our neighbor relates to them the things that Christ has done in our lives and this is a witness to him. Being a good example to our neighbor and living a pure life is great and it evidences the Holy Spirit in our lives. It bears witness to our Savior. John 13 says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is a command in scripture and a call to love the believers. But again, this is a witness to the Savior, not express evangelism towards another. Evangelizing our neighbors means sharing the authentic gospel of Christ with them directly. Although it's very clear throughout scripture that we are to show compassion to others, no one has ever been saved purely by the amount of gentleness sown to them or shelter provided or food given. However, countless people have been saved by God after others have boldly declared Christ's incredible gospel to them in no uncertain terms. True salvation is to be had only through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. We must speak to those we evangelize in genuine care for the condition of their souls. We must bring awareness of their current sinful state, the state of all people and their desperate need for a savior, a rescuer from certain destruction and conscious torment forever. We must lay out what Acts 16 so clearly states the poignant message, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And we must be gentle, compassionate, patient, and in all things reflecting Christ in all that we say and do. But once again, although there must be winsomeness coupled with evangelism, simply meeting your neighbors at a barbecue or serving at a soup kitchen is not evangelism. Coming alongside your neighbor, forming a friendship with a mind to evangelize, and then directly and intentionally evangelizing your neighbor with the unfiltered gospel of Jesus Christ with the intent to convince them of its legitimacy is. Next time we will discuss an argument against the call for all believers to spread the gospel and how from a biblical perspective that simply can't be justified. As morning dawns and day awakes To you I bring my need O gracious God Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.